are listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards is the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. A pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 2020 season debut of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, the Sun Devil Radio Network's weekly hour-long show that spotlights Arizona State football and features the head coach of the Sun Devils, Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this evening's virtual broadcast. We'll be with you every Thursday night from now till the end of the season in late December, and we'll bring you all the latest news and notes from Sun Devil football. You can join us each week right here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM, but we will also be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on Facebook Live. You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Each week, we'll have a special guest or two on the show. Tonight, we're going to visit with the Sun Devil's co-defensive coordinator, one-time Cincinnati Bengals head coach Marvin Lewis, and also with one of Arizona State's most veteran players as senior wide receiver Frank Darby will drop by for a visit as well. But for now, it's my distinct pleasure to say hello to our good friend, third-year Arizona State head coach, Herm Edwards. How are you, Coach? Good to see you. Good to see you, Tim. It's good to be back on the air with the show. I just wish we were all in the lodge and doing what we do, but we'll make it work. We'll find a way to make this work. We sure will, but I, I echo your sentiments. It would be great to be with all of our friends and Sun Devil fans that come each week. Uh, hopefully someday soon we will be able to reunite with them. But, you know, Herm, when you and I were youngins, the Beatles had a hit song entitled The Long and Winding Road. Seems to me that kind of sums up the journey we've been on about the last eight or nine months, doesn't it? Uh, wondering for a long time whether, if or when, we would see Pac-12 football in 2020 and Yet here we are less than 48 hours away from kickoff of the season opener Saturday at USC. What are the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions that you and your players and coaches are experiencing now with the season set to begin? Well, to say that we're not excited would, would, would not be telling the truth to anybody, right? But, but, I, but I only think the players and, and the coaches, but, but I think our whole conference, I think the whole Pac-12 conference, if you're a fan of any Pac-12 team, a parent, a loyal, a loyal alumni, we're all excited about our conference finally getting an opportunity to play. Uh, because as you mentioned, it, there were some dark, there were some dark moments uh, the last couple months where we thought this might not come to fruition. But lo and behold, it's uh, you know two days away, and we'll actually be walking into the Coliseum playing USC. Our early start. Uh, by the way, but uh, that, that's interesting, Indeed. too. <laughs> it sure is. But you you start early every day and your team practices in the morning. So it's kind of like uh, same old, same old, isn't it? Yeah, it really is for us. I mean, it, it, we're at, we're up at that hour uh, going to work, but we've never played in a game. Like, I, I've never been involved in a game at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. I, I've played some games, uh, uh, not in the United States, as a, as a, as a football player and then coached some games. Um but you're on their time schedule, and maybe back here the time's a little bit different. But this is the first time, um, I guess, in the history of the Pac-12 that two teams are playing this early in the morning. Yeah, indeed. I think it is a historic, uh, historically early start time. And you and I were talking just before we went on the air with the show, and 
I know there has to be a great sense of appreciation for you and your players, just grateful to be back on the field playing football. But I can speak from a fan's perspective, I think, and I speak for a lot of our fans and how much they just appreciate the fact that they're going to get to see Sun Devil football again after so many months uh, waiting, wondering, and uh, perhaps fearful that we would not see this day. You make a great point. And uh, when you think about our fan base, uh, they have tremendous passion for ASU football and for ASU in general. Uh, you know, the thing that that's the thing that I've observed the last two seasons here, now going on my third season, just being around campus and going to different events and, and watching the turnout of the, of the student body, along with the alumni and the fans that really, really enjoy being part of the Sun Devil, what we call family. So this is a good day. Uh, this is a good day uh, for, for all those fans that, that like all our sports here. And, and we're going to open up basketball, open up again. So all these sports are kind of coming back, which I think is great. You face six formidable Pac-12 opponents in the first six weeks of the season. But I think uh, you and I mentioned on a show a month or so ago that perhaps the most formidable opponent everybody faces is the coronavirus. And uh, we got a dose of reality in the Pac-12 earlier today when it was announced that your week two opponent, California, has had to cancel its opener this Saturday. They were supposed to host Washington, but a Cal player tested positive for COVID-19. And because of all the uh, resulting isolation of other Cal players due to contact tracing protocols, uh, they didn't have the minimum number of players available. The game had to be canceled. That's kind of a little bit of reality hitting everybody in the Pac-12, isn't it, Coach? It really is. It's an opponent that is uh, invisible. And I, and I feel sorry for those guys. I feel sorry for the coaches, uh, for their fan base, and the players. Uh, you know, Both teams. Because remember, the other team doesn't play either. And so, you know, that, 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 you know, that's tough. And I think we knew this going in. I think every college program understands that, look, we would be naive to think that, you know, circumstances can put you in a position like this. It, it happens every week in college football. You see cancellations. Uh, we just happen to have one right out the gate uh, with, with two of our teams. And we don't have a lot of wiggle room. You know, we only have six games. Uh, so now all of a sudden you've lost one. You know, two teams have lost one. Mm-hmm. We last had you on the radio about a month and a half ago. Since that time, your team's gone through four weeks of practice sessions getting ready for Saturday's opener. What are some of the things that have caught your eye about your team in these last four weeks, Coach? Well, I think the anticipation and uh, of, of playing a game, there finally was a start date. I think all you know through all these practice periods and, and Zoom meetings we were having with the players. And, and it, look, I can't thank the coaching staff here enough for all the work they've done. I mean, I mean, I'm talking from the GAs to the analysts to the coordinators and position coaches, the trainers, the weight coaches, the equipment guys, the, the medical professionals that that have guided us and kept us in this bubble. I can't thank those folks enough because this has been a team effort to say the least with what is going on right now. And I, and I think for the most part, our players, when they got the start date, it was almost like they couldn't believe it. And then it was a ways away. And now all of a sudden it's two days away. Yeah. And one, I think positive for your program, we were just talking about the very unfortunate situation at Cal, but your team uh, as your outstanding conditioning coach, Joe Connolly, uh, told me yesterday when we chatted that uh, you have not had to hit the pause button the, yet this year. 
you haven't uh, had any uh, any illnesses, uh, injuries. Your team is in good health as you head into this opener. It really is, and, and Joe's done a marvelous job of that, uh, along with our, our our medical folks, Jerry, and then the rest of them. And you know, it all starts at the top. Uh, the, the plan that Dr. Crow and Ray presented to us, along with Gene Boyd, obviously orchestrated it very closely with the football team, uh, has been marvelous. Uh, they've done a fab, fantastic job of, of making sure everything de- was detailed. We, we, we had a game plan of how we were going to do this. And it's a credit to the players. I keep giving the players a lot of credit because they're a big part of the game plan. You know, it's one thing to be in the building. It's the, ne- it's the next thing when you leave the building. You know, that's when the problems start, right? And, and our, our, our folks uh, that are involved in this football uh, part of it have done a really nice job. Talking some football now, Coach, uh, have there been any surprises in terms of personnel, any players, any position groups that perhaps uh, stood out to you in these practice sessions? Well, I, I think the one that, I, that I'm kind of curious to look at is our running back situation with no one ever really playing a game <laughs> in the Pac-12. <laughs> we have a bunch of young running backs that are very talented. Uh, when you look at uh, some of the wide receivers that are here now, we have a couple with experience, Frank probably with the most experience, but the rest of them not so much. That's going to be fun to watch, right? So, I mean, we've got some, 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 some guys in the secondary that are very young, uh, behind our, our starting core group of four that have not a lot of experience as well. That's going to be fun to watch. So I just think there's different positions you look at, right? Uh, and you go, okay, mm-hmm. let's see what that's going to look like. And we get a great test with the opponent we're about to face, right? A veteran-laden team that's played a lot of games together on both sides of the ball uh, going into the Coliseum. So I think for me personally – uh, new defensive coordinator, Marvin Lewis, he's not new to football by any stretch of the imagination, a great friend, and, and really has done a fantastic job along with the rest of the coaches over there on defense. And then Zach, you know, Zach Hill, our new offensive coordinator. It's going to be interesting to watch our offense. I'm kind of excited. I just want to watch it to see what it looks like. I see it in practice every day, but now we're going to see it actually compete against a, a very good, talented defense in U.S. Do you feel as though your defense can evolve to be the strength of your football team this season? Well, I, I think uh, we imagine that uh, we, we have some veterans there, especially at the linebacker core uh, in the secondary. Uh, the thing for us, uh, what holds it all together is the front. You know, we went back to a, to a four-man front. We've got a new defensive line coach there uh, who's done a really nice job. And, and now it's just a matter of can the front match uh, with the back end, with, with the backers. You know, we're, we're a one-gap defense for the most part. Can we stop the run? And then can we coordinate that along with a pass rush? And our second and our linebackers, are they playing in coordination with some of the coverages that we're trying to run now? So that's going to be fun to watch as well. It's going to be fun to watch also, I think, the continued progression of Jaden Daniels into one of the elite quarterbacks in college football. You told us, I remember you saying before last season even started that this young man was special and that he was, that he is. And in your opinion, how does Jaden go about the process of becoming even more special this year as a sophomore? Well, I think the offense will will, will highlight a lot of things he can do well because he can make some decisions at the line of scrimmage. 
get us in some things and get us out as well. So, you know, that's that's the next step for him. Uh, and, and I think this, the bigger step is for him to take a leadership role. You know, he wasn't a team captain last year. And I told him, man, you're not going to be a team captain. you got to earn that spot. And he's earned it. And, and he's more vocal than he was last year because I told him, I said, this is your team. This is your offense. you got to build it. and you got to run it. You know, you've got to be the conductor of this. And so he, he's taking that lead from me, and he's, he's, gonna, he's running with it. And I think every day I watch him, he's maturing more as a young man, but also as a leader. In so many ways, I can't, I can't have to imagine Jade's anxious to play uh, uh, this game just to get on the field. But he didn't get a chance to play USC last year. Remember, that was the one game he missed because he was injured. Joey Ellen stepped in and did a very nice job subbing in for him. But uh, we're going to see two terrific quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels and Keaton Slovis of USC. Yeah, you really are. And um, you make the point he did not play. First time him actually playing in a Coliseum. So that's going to be fun walking down the, the tunnel with him because we generally walk down the tunnel together uh, before the team comes out to get introduced. We have a little conversation, give each other a big hug. And then he goes out and you know to play, and I go to the sideline and get out of his way. But for the most part, um, yeah, you got a quarterback, uh, two quarterbacks really, uh, that young, talented players that were put in to position as freshmen to play. Uh, they both ended up with, with the same record, uh, both won eight games for the most part, and um, you know they they're very talented. This is going to be a fun fun game to watch. Sure is. No matter where you're watching the ASU games, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21. Still lots more to come on tonight's season opening edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. ASU co-defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis and wide receiver Frank Darby will join us later in the show. And up next, Coach Edwards and I will take a deep dive into the Devils roster as we spotlight some of the offensive players who figure to play key roles this season. But first, let's take a timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. The Lodge on First and Farmer in Tempe has been our great host for All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards the past two seasons. We miss Justin and the entire staff that took great care of us, but... You know, fans, you can still visit and enjoy amazing food outside on the patio by visiting the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. We continue now on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. I'm Tim Healy, your host, welcoming you back to tonight's show as we continue our discussion with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards, whose team opens its 2020 season Saturday at USC. Herm, you got a talented quarterback, as we said in the first segment, in Jaden Daniels. He'll be working with a lot of youngins at the offensive uh, skill positions this season, with the exception of uh, deep threat Frank Darby, who, by the way, is going to join us later in tonight's show. The rest of your receiving core, mainly sophomores and uh, as a couple of talented true freshmen. What have you seen from your pass-catching group in fall camp? Well, they're very talented. Uh, they're a talented group of young players. Um, the thing that they don't have right now is experience, a lot of playing experience. And um, it's kind of interesting. I always said this as a coach. The only way to get experience as a player is you got to play them. And we've been very fortunate to be able to do that uh, since the last two years at a lot of different positions. So 
this just happens to be the wide receiver's terms. <laughs> we got a young group, and you guys are going to go play. And you know, I, I talked to a few of them yes, uh, day before yesterday, and I said, um, you know, you going into Coliseum, right? And they go, yeah. And then, you know, they go, said, you ever played in there before? No, coach. And I said, you grew up in L.A.? He said, no, coach, I haven't played in there. And then I said, guess what? You're going in there playing against USC. And they're looking at me and going, I know, coach. I said, I want you to smile and go have fun. You're going to be fine. And you, in particular, your two true freshmen that are going to play a lot, six-foot-seven-inch Johnny Wilson and L.V. Bunkley Shelton, uh, both come from the Los Angeles area. So this has got to be a huge, huge weekend for them. It really is. And I think for all the young guys that are traveling with us that are from the L.A. area, growing up in Los Angeles, knowing that they're playing against a team that they watched growing up. I mean, whether you, you know, you're a high school player, you just kind of knew about USC, and now they actually are going to go into the Coliseum. They probably know a lot of the players on the team as well. So it's going to be interesting. You know, and that's what I've, I've learned about our guys is that, a lot of our guys have, have grown up playing against players that go to USC and UCLA because they grew up in the, in the 707 leagues, Pop Warner leagues. So they, 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 they played against each other in, in high school. So it's kind of fun to watch them, uh, you know, go at it because they, 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 they know more about those guys than any coach because they grew up with them, right? They just grew up together. Come on, with the same high schools. So it's kind of fun to watch them. In 2018, it was Nikhil Harry. In 2019, it was Brandon Ayuk. Is the baton about to be passed now to Frank Darby as your go-to receiver in 2020? Well, he's slated to do it. I mean, he has the most experience. And and the thing that I I visited with Frank about is that I wanted him to enjoy just playing football. Don't don't put the pressure on himself of, I've got to be Nikhil. Uh, I've got to be Brandon IU. No, just be Frank Darby. That's good enough. Don't get caught up in all the rest of that stuff. Because it, that's the same thing I told IU when, when he got the baton last year. I said, look, just be Brandon. Everything will take care of itself. Just play, have fun. You know, and, 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 and that's what I've tried to tell Frank. Don't put added pressure on yourself. Because, you know, all of a sudden you're sitting in a seat that basically – and, and historically, it doesn't happen a lot. You get two years in a row, you get two wide receivers drafted in the first round. And that's, that's, that's pretty good, right? And so I, I, didn't want to, I don't want him to feel that. I just want him to enjoy playing football. Just go play. And your play will take care of everything. Your sports information officer had a compelling fact in this week's game notes. Arizona State, the only team in the nation whose travel squad will feature zero career starts or carries at the Division One level by any of its running backs to start the season. You have two true freshmen, Chip Trainum and Daniel Ngata, and a JUCO transfer, Rashad White. But those are three talented youngins. Uh, how do you size up your situation at running back? Well, we haven't seen them play live yet, and um, it's interesting you mentioned that because I talked to those guys yesterday. <laughs> I brought all three of them. They were on the field. I said, come here, take yes. <laughs> we had a little conversation, and I said, look at me. I want you to look at my eyes. And I go, are you nervous? And they, they looked around, and I said, you could tell me. You could be nervous. It's good to be nervous. I said, you have anxiety? And they looked at me. I said, it's good to have anxiety. I said, because you're alive, you know, and you, you want to play well. And I said, guys, I'm going to just tell you one thing. 
I'm not going to tell you how to run, where to run. Just hold, just hold on to the first ball. Once you get tackled, you're going to get up. You're going to go, okay, that's what it feels like. And I'm playing against USC. Big deal. Go play. So hopefully they listen to the message. They all smiled at me kind of like, Coach, how did you know this? I said, you know, a long time ago, I was you guys, believe it or not. I know what you're feeling in your belly. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you anticipate a running back by committee set up, uh, Herm, or is it your hope that one of these young men will become your bell cow d- down the road? Well, I think the way Zach had it um, at Boise, you know, when he was up in Boise, th- it, was, it was always, you know, he wanted three runners. That, that, was, that was kind of interesting. When, when I talked to him, he took the job. He said, you know, the guys use these. Coach, we generally have three guys. I said, really? He goes, yeah. So that tells me a couple things, which would be nice. He plans on running a lot of plays, which is always good on offense. When you can play with the ball and keep the ball, I'm all for that, right? And um, I, I think it will serve us well to have three of them because we don't know what they are. We, we really don't know. I mean, no one knows until they play. And so I think as, as we go through this season, we'll get a feel uh, for all these guys. And the thing that I mentioned to a lot of our coaching, our coaches, this is a free year. For players, mm-hmm. basically, it's a free one. I mean, right. and, and you, you're going to play six games and, and, and hopefully more than that for us. And, and you're going to watch these kids grow up. You're going to see young guys play, right? And it's a free year for them. It, 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 doesn't count, it, it counts, but it doesn't count. It's one of those deals, right? Who gets that? So you got to take advantage of that. No question. Of course, the offensive line is going to provide a big boost to your young running backs as they get their indoctrination into college football. Your O-line was a young unit last year, starting two true freshmen. One of them, Donovan West, your left guard, honorable mention, All-Pac-12. It is a preseason All-Pac-12 pick announced earlier today. You bring in two grad transfers, your left tackle, Kellen Deesh from Texas A&M, right guard, Henry Haddis. From Stanford, who, by the way, Joe Connolly told us yesterday, Henry Haddis has the biggest hands he's ever seen oh. on a human being. Uh, how improved do you think your O line will be in 2020? Well, I think they have experience, and, and, and don't forget about uh, Cody, right? Because he's our center now, and he's right. been here a long time. As well, so you got three guys that have played some football. Now it's just a matter of the cohesion of the offensive line coming together as a unit, right? And that's going to be interesting to watch. Because they haven't played together you know, for, for the most part. They haven't played together for a season. And, and so every game, they'll gain experience. And for us to go offensively and for any offense to go, you're only as good as your offensive line and how they play. And, um, you know, they know that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, they, they have some experience, which helps. Interesting story in this game in that uh, the challenge USC will face in preparing for your team, given the fact that, as you've said, you have new coordinators on both sides of the ball. But similarly, you're going to face a USC team that has fired their entire defensive coaching staff. They've got a new defense under their coordinator, Todd Orlando, who comes in from Texas, and he's bringing the three-three-five, the similar scheme that was employed by your ex-coordinator, Danny Gonzalez. What do you expect to see from USC defensively? Well, I think they'll have a pressure package for us, um, for sure. Um, when they were in Texas, they played a lot of man-to-man. They had some skilled players back there. I, I can see them doing the same, you know, playing with some man. And, and then they'll play – 
some coverages that, that, that obviously zone involved in it. Uh, but the pressure will be interesting. You know, what, what type of pressure they bring, uh, try to confuse the quarterback, try to confuse the offensive line a little bit. And so that's going to be kind of the cat, the cat and mouse game we're going to have to play early because we don't know. You know, we've seen them at Texas, but how does that, how does he implement that with the SC players? Now, the SC has talented players and they, they know the system, but it's new for them, right? And so how does he orchestrate this? Quick, uh, our final thought, Coach, uh, keys to victory in this opener. Your, your young team going into the Coliseum, of course, there won't be any fans in the stands, which will be a, a strange dynamic in and of itself. Uh, what do you think will be a couple of the keys for your team to come out with a win? Well, I, I think one will be um, let's keep the game intact early. We don't want what we had happened to us last year. We got out of, got out of whack early all of a sudden. You know, they were, they were up 28 before we could even blink, it seemed like. And then that becomes one-sided offensively, right? And now all of a sudden you're put in a position where we're trying to play catch-up. And that's kind of been our Achilles heel the whole season last year. We're always playing. You look at our points we gave up in the first quarter and, in, 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 you know, the points we scored in the first quarter. So don't let them get off to a fast start, I think. Offensively, for me, um, control the ball. Control the ball. Keep their offense off the field as, as, as long as we can. You know, make – I always say this about offenses. Make first downs. Just make first downs. We have to make first downs. If you can control the ball and, and limit their positions because you have the ball, that's always a good thing. And then we're going to score points. Yeah, we, yep. We're going to score points. Try. This, yeah, this is, this ain't, gonna, this ain't not 21, not 17 game. No, 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 no. no. You got to score points. Always great to visit with you, Coach. Uh, great to be back with you on Thursday nights once again. Good luck Saturday against the Trojans, and stay well, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Good being on. Sun Devil Head Coach Herm Edwards, our guest on this portion of All Aboard. No matter where you're watching the ASU game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, the official beer of ASU. And remember, 21 means 21. Coming up, we'll get the lowdown on the Sun Devil defense from its new co-coordinator, Marvin Lewis. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light in the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Now, this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the third quarter. Tonight's broadcast of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards is brought to you by Lyft. Thank you, Lyft, for being a proud Sun Devil Athletics partner. We're airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light in the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on Facebook Live. You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. As we welcome you back, everyone, I'm Tim Healy, the voice of Sun Devil Football. We thank you for joining us tonight. There are many who feel as though the Arizona State defense will potentially be the strength of this 2020 Sun Devil football team that kicks off its season Saturday at USC. Joining us tonight to preview his ASU defensive unit as well as look ahead to that matchup with the Trojans is a gentleman who's had a long, distinguished career in the National Football League as both a defensive coordinator and for 16 years as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. After serving as an analyst on Herm Edwards' Arizona State staff, he's back on the sidelines in 2020. Along with Coach Antonio Pierce, he'll be the co-defensive coordinator of the Sun Devils this season. Delighted to welcome Coach Marvin Lewis to the show. It's great to see you, Marvin. Uh, how are things? Are you should stay healthy, you and your family. 
Yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, I'm really blessed, and, and uh, obviously, this has been a uh, a year none of us will ever forget as long as we're alive. And uh, but yeah, just blessed to be able to uh, assist term and and be along with the coaching staff and uh, and really do my part. Well, it's so great to have you on the staff. And after two years of playing a three-three-five defensive scheme uh, that was orchestrated by former coordinator Danny Gonzalez, who's now the head coach of the New Mexico Lobos, you and Coach Pierce are implementing a more traditional defensive alignment with a four-man front. Size up for us how the transition to that defense has gone so far in your four weeks of fall practices. Well, I, I think it's gone. It was it went really well. You know, we were able to get some things done this spring, and uh, you know, my ability to have been here last year and see uh, how Danny did things, and uh, there were times when we had a, a more traditional look to everything we did, and uh, so it's been a it's been a good transition. But I think the big picture of this whole thing, Tim, was more uh, an opportunity in recruiting to go out and recruit. Uh, big long players that, that Coach Edwards wanted to do, and that was more a part of the big, big culture. We'll still, uh, you know, you have to have flexibility on defense, and you have to show new looks week in and week out. So we'll have a variety of looks uh, that some that will feature just three down guys. How would you compare or contrast this defense that we'll see with what we've seen from the Sun Devils the last two years? Well, I think the biggest thing. It is our ability to, to, to fit in and be right and be in the correct spots and, and be able to stop the run. I think that's the most important thing. And then doing that, then ability to apply pressure on the quarterback. Uh, so I think we have some experience, obviously, in the secondary. So we need to rely on those guys. But we've had some young, young guys and different players emerge up front, uh, in the front with the defensive uh, linemen. And as we go, they're going to continue to get opportunity. And uh, I think the more you play, the more comfortable they get and the opportunity to expand their roles up front. So I'm excited about that. Let's look at your defensive front for a moment. Who are some individuals there that have caught your eye, players that you think could become breakout uh, stars for their ability to put pressure on the other guy's quarterback? Well, I I think number one is that I think at, at defensive end, uh, the opportunity, Tyler Johnson comes back. Uh, Mike Matus has really worked his tail off uh, all spring, all summer, uh, getting his first opportunity to really go out there and play legitimate snaps. Uh, Shannon Foreman on the other side, and, and Stanley Lambert. Those four guys have done a great job. But uh, but young Cooper, uh, who didn't play at all last year, uh, what he has done in, in – uh, last year working against the offense was so impressive all the time. Uh, so uh, we really uh, excited about the guys that way. We have our young freshman uh, in Joe Moore. So uh, it's been fun, and these guys are going to get an opportunity. you got to have a wave of guys up front there. And then you go on the inside and you look at what uh, TJ did from a year ago. DJ Johnson, DJ has been just tremendous uh, with what he has done. Uh, Jermaine Lola has continued to, to press hard in there. But then you got Stefan Wright, uh, who didn't get an opportunity to play a whole lot last season. And just his emergence, uh, as well as Omar uh, Norman Lott, our, our, our great young freshman. Uh, so really excited about uh, the entire group. Uh, we have some depth there. And, uh, you know, they will continue to mature in depth as we go and play. 
and that's the good thing about it. Your linebacking core, your starters, all juniors, Merlin Robertson, co-captain Darian Butler, Kyle Soley. Uh, we chatted with uh, sports performance coach Joe Connolly yesterday, and he was saying what a great job all three of those fellas have done in sculpting their bodies to get ready to play this season. What are your expectations of your linebacking group, Marvin? You know, that group has, uh, you know, they have tried to work out all through the whole COVID pandemic uh, from the time that we got shut down. You know, they were trying to get outside and get to the park, and, and you got to hand it to those guys. And, uh, yeah, you really – uh, excited about what Darian Butler uh, has changed his body so much, I think, from last year. Uh, Kyle Soleil, he really grew as a player last year. I don't know how much he played in 2018, but I know he made significant plays in games last year and just watching him emerge. And then Merle Robinson has continued to grow as a football player. He does a lot of things for us. He's got a lot of flexibility and versatility. So we're really excited about him. I think a lot of folks are excited to see Merlin. Uh, I think he's primed to have a terrific junior year. I think all three of those kids are, are, are have the potential to be one of the best linebacking groups in the pack. And, you know, Marvin, a lot of people say that same thing about your secondary, that it could be the strength of your defense. Uh, give us your assessment of the guys you have uh, in the back end. You know, they have. They've all played a lot of football last year. You know, uh, you know the, the guys have basically, uh, with uh, Jack Jones, Chase Lucas, uh, who have manned the corner spots most of the time in the, in the starting unit, to Marcus Davis and uh, Jordan Clark, uh, who will have opportunities uh, that the cornerback position also uh, have just done a great job. But they all were here last year. And then you look at what, uh, we've done it safety with Ashari Croswell. Uh, he has uh, had a good spring uh, this summer. He's had some different things to deal with, kind of off the field things, and uh, but he keeps fighting and learning. Uh, I really think uh, you like what, what what Evan has done uh, as the other safety, and then you you look at uh, uh, Antonio's son DeAndre Pierce, who's a grad transfer from Boise. He's come in and done a nice job for us and really giving us a guy um, that he's a coach's son. And and so he understands the game. He sees the game like a coach does. And it's been impressive. And you know what it's done? It challenges those other players. And uh, so uh, I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, uh, uh, Kiwan, one of the, the twins from last year, uh, has an opportunity at safety. Uh, to continue to grow and play, and has really done a nice job all summer for us. As you size up USC, you're getting quite a challenge uh, right out of the starting blocks this season. Uh, talented quarterback and Keaton Slovis, a veteran receiver group with players like Tyler Vaughns, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Drake London. In fact, today both Vaughns and St. Brown were named first-team All-Pac-12 in the conference's just-released preseason uh all-league team. What will be some of the keys for your defense to slow that USC passing game down? Yeah, you know, they are. They're talented guys. Uh, uh, they all were made significant contributions last year and, uh, uh, you know, including the quarterback who, who uh, you know, he got he had some games where he didn't play because he was injured, but, but he has great, great, great feel for the game, uh, great release of the football, great vision. Uh, he's an impressive guy there. And, uh, and the receivers, as you mentioned, uh, they both have some stature to them. 
Uh, they're good uh, making the con- contested catches, and, and that's the thing. We've got to contest the catch, uh, and we've got to be able to vary things that we do, and we've got to play with, you know, just do a great job technically and what we're doing on the back end because they are. They're talented guys, and, and this is quite the challenge for us right off the blocks. Sure is. What's your anticipation of what the game day experience will be like playing without any fans in the stands at the Coliseum? Uh, and uh, wh- what will be the source of energy for your uh, defensive players? They'll we've have to kind to be of the be energy. the source for each other, huh? Yeah, we've got to be the energy. And that's what, as I've talked to my friends uh, around the NFL, uh, that's the thing they would say. Uh, that in the empty stadiums, you've got to be the energy. Uh, you've got to be the one that forgets a play that maybe didn't break your way, and you've got to go on to the next play. You don't have the crowd, the ups and downs of the energy that the crowd generates uh, to feed off of. So you've got it's got to be you know those those seventy guys we got on that uh, on that sideline come Sunday. We really appreciate your spending time with us this evening, Marvin. Again, it's great to have you back on the sidelines at Arizona State. All the best to you, the defense, and the Sun Devil team in Los Angeles on Saturday. Well, thank you very much, Tim. My pleasure. Arizona State co-defensive coordinator Marvin Lewis was our guest on this segment of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards. No matter where you're watching that ASU game Saturday, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU. Remember, 21 means 21. Coming up, a visit with the young man who's next in line to become ASU football's go-to pass catcher, senior wideout Frank Darby will join us in a moment. But first, let's take a break here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. No matter where you're watching the ASU game, Saturdays are made to chill with Coors Light. Coors Light, an official beer of ASU, and remember, 21 means 21. I'm Tim Healy, thanking you for joining us on tonight's season-opening installment of All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Our final guest of the evening is one of our favorite Sun Devil players, a young man who always has a smile on his face, even in these tough times. And generally, he's smiling because he's just beaten another defensive back on a deep ball field. He's one of college football's best big play pass catchers. Is nearly 20 yards per catch last season, 10th best in the nation. Over the last six games of last season, he caught seven touchdown passes, And just today, he was named a preseason second-team All-Pac-12 selection for 2020. It's my pleasure to welcome the guy we call Jersey Frank, Fearless Frank, Big Play Frank. He's got a million (laughs) nicknames, but I also call him Frank Darby, and he's in the house. How you doing, Frank? Great to see you, partner. Doing good, Tim. Thanks for being on here. (laughs) Hey, listen, these last few months have been unlike anything in our lifetimes. What emotions are you feeling now that you finally get – Saturday to take the field and play a football game again. I'm very, I can't, I'm just filled with like so much joy right now too because I actually get to go out there and play with my young, talented wide receivers, Jaden again, you know, in the line. So it's going to be great. And I'm just very excited just to be back on that grass and playing against another team. Tell me about those young receivers. Uh, there are some youngins in that group, but boy, they're talented, including two true freshmen, six seven Johnny Wilson and LV Bunkley Shelton, who are going to be big contributors as true freshmen. What do you think of those guys? Oh, they talented. Oh, I love I love working with them. They listen. 
Um, they followed my lead, so that's the great thing about it. They didn't come in here just thinking, like, you know, from their history, you know, being a top guy in school, you know, they came in, they was ready to learn. And, I, and me just being that role model for them, role model for them, is just helping them become better players. You know, you got Johnny now over there starting at Z. You know, he came in competing with um, Jordan Porter at the point, and he got better, learned the playbook. After every time, every day, I keep telling him, watch film, get in the playbook. It's going to help you, you know. LV came in already ready, always up under us, you know. That's, he was already ready to learn, you know. He wanted to get on the field quick. So, it's happy that we got them, and I just know they're going to help us win um, a lot of games. We're going to get back to some of the other guys in your group in a minute, but I want to talk about you for a second. In 2018, it was Nikhil Harry. In 2019, it was Brandon Ayuk. Is 2020 the year that Frank Darby becomes the Sun Devils' main go-to receiver and perhaps a high NFL draft pick in 2021? I just, like, I just look at it just let it all work out, you know? Keep being myself, keep working hard day to day, you know, um, just keep putting the time in, just like I've been doing. Even when the Kevin Brandon was here, just keep working hard, you know. It's a big opportunity for me, and I'm happy that I got it. So I just can't let this one slip. So I'm going out there to play with my all every game just for Herm, you know. He, he put in his trust in me, and I just, I just feel like I just can't let him down. So I'm just very excited, you know. And I'm a drag, <laughs> you know, I'll pick. If a drive, you know, that's even a blessing, too, you know, but that's everyone's goal when you're playing football in college, you know. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if you had to self-evaluate, what do you feel is though you need to do to elevate your game to that next level and become that first-round caliber receiver that the Sun Devils have produced now two years in a row? Um, I would just say just playing up there on the field, you know. Now that I know, you know, that I'm a go-to guy and I'm being looked at more, more targets. So it's just playing with more energy. You know, even though I have the energy, it's playing with even a little bit more. You know, just going out there, going there, um, making my blocks when I need to make them, catching them when I, when I need to, especially on big downs. You know, that's what everyone's looking for. You know, what can I do? So intermediate route two. So then um, working on that all season, like all off season, especially when we got the extra couple months too. I've just been working on it, you know, with my great resources here. me So... I'm just ready to, ready to play, you know, because it's like I'm just so excited because I've been working so hard. And I'm just finally like it's time to show how much hard work that you really put in, Frank. <laughs> and as a perhaps as a reward for that, you're now one of the team captains. Uh, how meaningful is that to you? And what kind of leader will you think? Do you think uh, you can be for this team? Oh man, when Coach Herm told me, huh, it was which is a blessing. I've been working hard here day to day, every day, you know, being the first one in the stadium, the last one to leave out every day, pushing my teammates in the weight room or off the field, you know, especially outside just conditioning with one another, you know, and I even try to say things to them. Even though I wasn't carrying, I still cared about each one of them and what they did off the field. Like, just make sure you're safe. You know, you have to come back here. You know, have to come back to work. Like, we need you here too. So, when Coach Herm said he was noticing it after he do all his workouts and watch us and watch us all live every day. So when he said he noticed it and he told me he gave me to see it, it was just like, oh, like, oh man, like that's a blessing. That's huge to be like a captain of a, a football team. Like, you know, so it's like now you gotta um look at everything different. You gotta lead different, you gotta do everything right, you know. Don't let nobody down because now you're being looked at, especially with the young cats coming in. Y'all can't give them a bad look on how this organization gonna be in the future. So just me just being that person is keep getting better and you know and you know I'm gonna just lead the team the right way. You know, I can't steer them the wrong way. All I know and all I know is the play and hard work. So I'm gonna just get that and relate that into my young 
a team they can keep it going, you know? Just keep it getting better day and day, and day you know? But yeah, that's how it would come to be. <laughs> That's that's uh, great stuff, Frank. And you said you have a bunch of young teammates around you. We talked about the freshmen. Let's talk about a couple of the guys uh, that have played. Ricky Pearsall uh, averaged, he was almost like Frank Darby. He averaged 18 yards a catch last year on his eight receptions as a true freshman from Corona del Sol High in Tempe. And you have Jordan Porter, who's in his third year here at ASU. Uh, how about those two guys and what they can contribute this year? Oh, man, they be a lot, especially Ricky. You know, he going to be out there with me, and I love when he on the same side as me. He's so smart. He play physical just like me, you know. So it's going to be great. GP, oh, he going to show off his speed this time. So I just had to try to tell people to watch out. But don't sleep with GP, you know. He done got better, you know. He could catching the ball consecutively. Like, he just doing everything right. So I mean, the end that I got them, now I know I got help to get the cloud off me if I'm getting double teamed or something. So just have Having them, knowing they playbook, playing fast, and they also want to do great things so they can name they get big too, and they could be the next. So we just trying to keep a legacy going here, you know. So <laughs> that's what we all. Oh, that's how hard we work here. So I know that I got them. I just know everything gonna be alright. So I just I feel more relaxed, you know. I just feel way more relaxed. I got them for help if anything, you know. <laughs> You had a big game against USC last year. You caught three passes for 86 yards, two touchdowns. Size up uh, Saturday's rematch against the Trojans in the season opener. Uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, I don't even um, put pressure on my back about it because I've been in the Coliseum. You know, I won in there, you know, when the kid was here. So I just feel like when you bring the new cats there, I got to show them, like, this ain't nothing new. Just look at it as ASU feel. This ain't nothing new, you know? So, like, I just don't want them getting it because it's huge. When I got there at first, I was like, wow, like it was crazy. So, like, I just don't want everyone to get too excited and just feel like like we ain't got a game to win, you know? Just like I'm happy I'm playing in the Coliseum. But it's going to be exciting seeing the same cats again, you know, because I just know they got better just like I got better. So it might be a different challenge, you know? So I'm just hoping to go out there and, just, and do the same thing, keep it going. Like how, how I ended the season, I got to keep, keep it going. Like I'm not going to go backwards. got to always keep going forward. So I'm looking to do great things in this game, you know, to help us win. Can't wait to see it happen. Boy, it's so great to see your smiling face again, buddy. Uh, best of luck to you, Frank. Thanks for joining us, and stay healthy, okay? Thank you. Oh, most importantly, that's the first thing I have to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Sun Devil senior wide receiver Frank Darby was our guest tonight on All Aboard with Coach Herm Edwards. There isn't a better deep, th- uh, deep ball thread in all of college football. That'll wrap things up for tonight's uh, first All Aboard of the uh, 2020 football season. But uh, let me give some thank yous out before we finish tonight. First and foremost, thanks to our terrific Sun Devil Radio Network engineer, Sean Crespin, for being our virtual technical guru. Thanks to our in-studio coordinator, Cody Fincher, for his help and a big thank you to tim cassidy nate wainwright and marcus castro walker from sun devil football for their help join us next thursday night as we preview what we hope will be arizona state's 2020 football home opener against cal so now for frank darby and for coach herm edwards i'm tim healy saying thanks for listening so long everybody been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil Head Football Coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Arizona State Football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Mid First Bank.